Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we update what you need to know if you're thinking about staying at an on-site Disney resort as we continue our Disney Reopening Essential series. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we really appreciate positive reviews. Special shout-out and thank you to Megan Loris for your recent review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And if you're looking to plan a vacation in 2020 or 2021, let Joe be your travel agent at no cost to you. You can get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are continuing our Disney Reopening Essentials series. Uh, We're going to take a look at on-site hotel benefits. Obviously, we've done episodes in the past talking about the benefits of on-site versus off-site. We thought, you know, now is a good time to update what's going on with on-site hotels. So this is going to be a three-part episode. We're going to do an update of what's going on for Disney hotels. Then we are going to discuss what you should be considering if you're debating whether to stay on or off-site right now during these times. And finally, we will give Disney a few suggestions for on-site benefits that could replace some of the ones that are missing right now. Before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out to Sarah B., one of our newest patrons. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. If you are interested in supporting the podcast and receiving bonus content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much, everybody, for continuing to support us during these really weird Disney times. Part of these really weird Disney times is the fact that Disney hotels are in a very different situation than they were in February before things shut down. So, Leslie, Disney has opened up a bunch of their hotels, and they've also declared opening dates for some of the other ones. We're not going to go through every single one, but it would be productive Right now, as we're recording here on August 23rd, which hotels are not scheduled to be open at all right now? Like, do we know nothing about? So the ones we know nothing about are Animal Kingdom Lodge, Jumbo House, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Port Orleans, both French Quarter and Riverside, Wilderness Lodge, and all of the All-Stars. Yeah. So, you know, those are the hotels that, like, have no reopening date right now. You know, Yacht Club is... I think opening tomorrow, because the NBA players have all left. By the way, whoever gets uh, CJ McCollum's room from the Portland Trailblazers, apparently he turned that room into a wine cellar and kept the temperature at 50 degrees the whole entire time he was there, or 54. So yeah, the Yacht Club has been cleared out by NBA players, so you can stay there now. And a lot of the other hotels have reopening dates besides the ones that are open right now. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, you know, not every single hotel is open right now. On top of that, things have changed in terms of entering the hotel. In the past, we have 
suggested that if you're taking a day off from the parks, it's great to just go hotel hopping and check out, you know, this hotel, that hotel, see the Disney magic without having to enter a park. But right now you cannot enter a Disney hotel without a confirmed room reservation or a dining reservation if you're a day guest, which, you know, I think does take away from, I guess, the magic of being in Disney since you can't visit these hotels without a dining reservation. Totally. Yeah. Part of the fun of being there is just sort of exploring the entirety of the Disney property. And you can't really do this. Now, now to be fair, I have heard this is a little bit loosey-goosey because it depends upon your method of transportation. Like if you're taking a uh, bus, maybe from a park back to a hotel, it might not be as hard to you know, stop in and visit as it would be if you were like driving in or had to talk to a guard at a guard gate. But then again, we don't want to re- promote irresponsibility and breaking of the rules. But um, this isn't as hard and fast as say, you know, Disney's mask requirement, for example. Disney has their mask covering requirement, and that applies to all the hotels. So really, when you're on Disney property at all, you must be wearing a mask at all times. So, you know, if you are visiting a hotel even incognito without a reservation you will have to be wearing a mask anyway so uh, that keeps things safer some other updates magical express still exists but you have to get your own luggage from the luggage carousel and uh, put it under the bus yourself or at least you have to bring it to the bus and uh, have it placed under the bus which i think really kind of detracts from magical express i don't know what do you think Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, for me, like when I travel solo, I actually usually just have a carry on bag or if I do check, I actually will grab it myself just to speed things up. But if you're a family traveling, if you've got strollers and a lot of suitcases and other gear, I mean, that's that's a huge negative. I mean, then again, you know, I don't think there are probably as many (laughs) families with young kids and that with that sort of whole deal, like coming in via air, just given the uh, who feels comfortable traveling that way right now. So that's just a that's a huge negative because the Magical Express to me coming in as someone who always is flying, you know, cross country, having that bag service is quite, quite nice. Yeah. And then going along with that, there is no resort airline check-in right now, which was another one of my favorite things about staying at a Disney on-site hotel. Now, a reminder, resort airline check-in gave you the ability to check in for your flight, which of course, it's 2020. So you can do that online. But the thing that was different was that you could check your bags at the Disney resort, and then they would you would drop off your bags and you wouldn't see them until you got home. It's a real bummer that that's missing as well. Yeah, I totally agree. We use that as well. And that's essential for us, especially when we're coming in for like a longer trip, because we do have, you know, full size suitcases and a lot more stuff as we're headed home. So lugging that through the Orlando airport is a pain. And, you know, where the Magical Express drops you and then you have to get up to check your bags and through security. I mean, it's a long walk. So we can't, you know, understate the fact that this is a huge hassle for families who would have to drag that luggage themselves now through MCO. For sure. So uh, what are some of the other updates for what's going on at the hotels during your actual stay? So one thing that uh, guests need to know is all about housekeeping. So there really is not sort of the usual housekeeping service that you'd expect or mousekeeping, I guess. I guess that's the official name anymore. I don't even remember. Um, but they Disney is offering, and this is kind of unusual um, compared to a lot of hotels these days. Disney is offering an every other day light cleaning service where they'll take your trash and change your towels and maybe even do a little light ba- vacuuming if you've like dropped peanut butter crackers all over the floor like my kids are apt to do. So you can decline this, of course, and 
you know, I think I probably would be in that boat and just change towels out myself, you know, just request a towel drop. This, I guess, gives you some choices based upon how messy you leave your room and how risk averse you are. Yeah. And you used to be able to opt out of full-blown housekeeping and get a Disney gift card, but I have not seen reports of that still existing. Other things you need to note is that there's no valet parking. There are no minivans like we talked about in the transportation episode. There's no room service. um, And there's also no club level update this week. I was actually looking for club level rooms for a client for 2021 because they were selling club level rooms in 2021, but they've actually pulled those rooms from inventory. So, you know, maybe their club level may not even come back in 2021. So uh, I guess that's to be determined right now, but that kind of just happened over this past weekend. Just kind of a lot of the amenities that uh, you would normally expect at the Disney hotels, whether you take advantage of them or not, are not there, including you used to be able to call and ask for late checkout and they might give you an hour, but right now they're not uh, checking you out late at all, which is pretty annoying. However, you know, check in and check out has gotten a little easier during these COVID times because, you know, what's Disney done with that? So everything's pretty contactless now for check-in. You do it online. You bypass the front desk. You go straight to your room. And check-out is automatic as well. So you don't have to stop by desks and talk to people and look at your bill and all that good stuff. But uh, that's a nice change for sure. But not being able to have late check-out, especially if you've got like a late flight or want to sleep in one morning or something like that, is is kind of a bummer. That pretty much covers what you would expect is different in terms of staying at a Disney on-site hotel right now, what's kind of changed. However, I think two of the biggest, I guess, subtractions from the Disney on-site hotel experience were the fact that fast passes no longer exist. So you don't have a 60-day fast pass plus reservation window anymore. And also extra magic hours don't exist. So you don't have that benefit as well, which I think seemed like a much bigger deal when it happened. But I guess with the low crowds, maybe it's not as bad as it had been. But I don't know. What are you what are you thinking about the loss of these benefits right now? Yeah, I guess it seemed like a bigger deal at the time. And, and you know, we didn't know what crowd levels were going to be like. And we still don't know what crowd le- levels are going to be like a month or two from now. I mean, or early into 2021. I mean, this is this very much could be a moving target. And crowds, for the most part, have been pretty low and wait times have been pretty low. But there have been some weird choke points and some parks are are better than others. So I just feel like not having something that gives on-property guests some sort of preferred access to rides is a problem. And I don't know how much longer Disney should or can do that because that's really the main reason that you stay in an on-property hotel when so many things are are cut and uh, then you don't have, have this bone thrown your way. You know, that kind of brings up the question, is it even worth it to stay on site right now? So we thought we'd do a quick revisit of our pros and cons of staying on site versus off site. What do you think? What are some of the pros of staying on site versus off site? Yeah, I've been knocking on site, I guess, to start with. But the reality is staying within that Disney bubble is meaningful and perhaps more meaningful during a pandemic where you kind of want to forget the outside world and, you know, sort of have the safety precautions that Disney is going to reliably give you. So that's a huge pro to staying on site is not mingling with the rest of Florida. Sorry, Florida. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, staying in the Disney bubble has kind of more meaning these days because it's not only the magical Disney bubble, but it's also the Disney safety bubble. Because, you know, like we said, when you're on site, 
on property anywhere at Disney, you know, you have to obey those social distancing rules. You have to be wearing a mask. Disney cast members, for the most part, seem to be enforcing it almost all of the time. You know, only every once in a while do I see like a day here or a day there or even an hour here or an hour there where it seems like people have gotten lax. Honestly, for me, that is probably the biggest reason that I would consider staying on site if I was going right now because I don't have to worry about whatever hotel I'm staying at outside of the Disney property, whether they're enforcing their mask rules, because, you know, it's like kind of all over the place. So really a big fan of that bubble right now. Of course, another pro for staying on site is you still have that included transportation. If you desire, like you can still take the Magical Express, even though you need to carry your own luggage, you can still take the buses, the Skyliner, the monorail, you know, check out our transportation episode just a couple episodes ago for how Disney transportation is working. Um, during these reopening times. So, I mean, I think that's pretty good. And like we said in our dining episode, you still kind of have a little bit of a longer dining window for reservations because you can book all the dining reservations for your stay um, starting from 60 days out from your first day. Those are, you know, some nice benefits. And finally, the final benefit you have for staying on site is it does seem that on site guests are having better luck with park reservations, at least if you're a non-AP holder. For some reason, AP holders have it the worst. Um, but if you kind of have that hotel reservation, it really helps open up those park reservations. Yeah, that's right. So there really are still some benefits to staying on property, even with some of the usual benefits that we all rely upon being missing. Right. That being said, I think the diminished benefits from on-site properties have kind of reinforced our pros for staying off-site. So do you want to remind us what some of those pros for staying off-site were and maybe talk about how they're kind of even stronger reasons to stay off-site with the diminished benefits on-site right now? Sure. So of course, the first benefit to staying off-site is money. I mean, off-property hotels are still significantly cheaper than on-property hotels, especially when you kind of compare equivalent properties. You know, you'll get a lot more luxury for less money off-property. So you also get a lot more space for that money. So that's something that, you know, bigger traveling groups need to keep in mind. But don't let your traveling group be too big, I guess, during a pandemic is the caveat I would offer. And one other benefit, of course, is... Off property, I mean, right now during the pandemic, everyone's probably renting their own car or a lot more people are probably renting their own car. So, you know, if you're going to be having a, a rental car anyway, then being off property is not quite as inconvenient. You know, not having that Disney transportation is not quite as inconvenient. So you're, you're not really taking as much of a transportation hit being off property during the current situation. So what else uh, would you add to that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, in our old episode, we talked about how you can get a lot more space for your money when you're staying offsite. That goes for a hotel, but that also goes for, say, an Airbnb rental or a VRBO or something like that. You're going to get more space. You could rent a whole apartment for your money. And I know I just talked about how I would prefer to stay inside the Disney bubble. But if you're renting like an apartment or a townhouse or a house or something like that, maybe you spend as much as you would spend at a deluxe Disney resort. But staying at your own house is different than staying at a hotel, for example, because you are essentially in your own bubble. You get in your rental car, you drive to the parks, you're in the Disney bubble then, but then you just drive back to your rental house and, you know, you're in the bubble again, uh, except for that bubble is your own rental house. So, you know, you can get a lot more space for your money. And if you're worried about social distancing and those kinds of measures, you can do that yourself by renting your own house. So I think that's like a great option that you can do right now. 
you know, like we said, you're missing the benefits of being on site that you used to have, like airline check-in, fast pass, extra magic hours. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could justify staying off site right now. Yeah, that's right. And one other thing I would add to the list is, I mean, right now, sort of the risk of staying off site is that there's not a lot of information about where you're going to be staying and how they're going to be handling everything. I mean, if you are choosing to stay in, say, a hotel, and I think that will change over time. I mean, I've already heard from multiple people who've stayed at the Four Seasons that their, you know, mask rules and safety measures are just as good as Disney. So, but, you know, we there's so many hotels that are around Disney World that it's hard to get reliable, up-to-date, on-time information about sort of what's happening on the ground. And I think we'll get more as time goes on and more people come and report back. And that will open things up a little bit more in terms of making people know what to expect before they arrive. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because it just reminds me that, you know, when you're staying on site, you're kind of paying for the Disney brand. And in the past, that just meant the magic that came with the Disney vacation, the Disney theming and stuff like that. But now you're also paying for the brand consistency, knowing that Disney's safety protocols are in place and that they're enforcing them. And so you bring up a great point. When you stay on site, you don't have to worry about doing any research for what things will actually look like on the ground. Whereas if you're staying at a hotel offsite, it might just not be that clear and you're going to have to do that research. And that's kind of just extra stress added to your vacation. I should note here though, that right now, you know, in the past, you could pretty reliably count on Disney discounting rooms. However, we have not seen any discounted rooms past September and September has discounted rooms for Florida residents and AP holders. But those normal fall offers that we see, we have not seen. So you really are paying extra for Disney right now because I don't, I think they're not discounting rooms because the demand isn't there. Yeah, I think that's right. And the next couple of months will tell us a lot about (laughs) everything. I mean, you know, whether Disney can go on. I mean, I did hear that the attendance was only 20% of normal this past month. So, you know, can Disney keep going or do they need to throw some discounts into the mix to bring capacity up and make more money. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I, I, obviously we are not economists, so we don't know the numbers. So, but it does at least from the outside look like Disney has to be losing money right now. Although on the flip side, Disney dish did say that uh, those nighttime spectaculars cost like $250,000 a day. I think it was. So they're definitely saving some money on that right now. For sure. Character cavalcades pale in comparison, right? (laughs) Cost-wise, at least. Cost-wise. Experience-wise, they seem pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's end things uh, really quickly with what kind of realistic on-site benefits do you think Disney could offer its on-site guests right now? So they need to throw some more bones, I feel like, if this is going to go on long term. But one thing I would appreciate is some sort of discounted or free hotel parking because you know that that is a recent addition to Disney World the fact that you get charged for staying and parking in an on-property hotel so that might be a nice bone to throw everyone's way while they're missing out on things like fast pass and extra magic hours and you know that would avoid them having to you know discount rooms as well potentially so just feel like you're giving people something for the diminished experience perhaps yeah i think that's a great call especially cuz people are renting cars more having that parking fee wave right now, I think would feel like a really great benefit. I know that the reason why that parking fee exists is because they want you to take Magical Express and Disney Transportation to keep you inside that bubble. But I think they 
really, at least for me, have done such a good job with that bubble that even with a rental car, I probably would not be leaving anyway right now. What's another benefit you'd like to see added for on-site guests right now? So this is one that I'd borrow from Disneyland. Disneyland has something called preferred access dining. And, you know, there's so few on-property hotels at Disneyland that they basically hold back dining reservations at some of the most sought-after restaurants like Blue Bayou for people who are paying the big bucks to stay on property, but then who are planning like last-minute trips and miss that 60-day window. So I would love for Disney World to do something like this. I think it would be really good. I mean, a lot of people are still planning last-minute. They're not planning 60 days in advance because we don't know what things are going to look like 60 days in advance. And if you're paying you know, the money to stay on property it would be nice to know that there is some dining availability open to you if you're planning last minute um, that you can still snag. That would be, I think, a huge benefit, and it would be a, a nice bone for, for people and, and maybe incent people to come back on these last-minute trips if things improve and get better and, and things are transitioning, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think the last kind of on-site benefit that I think they could realistically consider adding right now is just giving a small dining discount for staying on site. Maybe it's not as big as the annual pass discount of like 10% or whatever, but even offering 5%, I think it would actually drum up more business for Disney anyway. So their guests will feel like they're getting something for staying on site with the dining discount. And then the reality is with the dining discount, guests are probably going to spend more just like they do when they have the dining plan. Yeah, I'm even wondering whether they could use a discount to incent crowd behavior. Like if there's certain restaurants that are undersubscribed that have more capacity, you know, offer a discount there to on-property hotel guests. I mean, this this could be a tool to manipulate crowds in ways that increase safety. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, Joe, so let's close it out. But before we do, what do you have for us for Disney do's and don'ts? Uh, Disney do today comes from listener Tara T. She mentioned to me that if you are searching a certain hotel on TripAdvisor, that they will alert you when the price drops. So this goes for offsite hotels. It goes for universal hotels, which is what she was talking about specifically, but it also goes for Disney hotels. You know, so what you can do is, and, and this works for all these websites, TripAdvisor, Kayak, Expedia, whatever. If you're searching a certain hotel, you can ask them to alert you when the price of that hotel changes. And that's just a good way to kind of monitor the way that prices are going for certain hotels, especially if you're booking something last minute. So, you know, it's just kind of a reminder that even when you're booking Disney hotels, you can search for them on sites like TripAdvisor and maybe every once in a while you'll get an alert that the price has dropped and then you can uh, save some money. Because remember, Disney will sell some of their hotel rooms on Expedia or Hotels.com and things like that. And every once in a while you'll see them discounted compared to what Disney charges themselves. So um, just a tip to kind of utilize other resources when you are searching up your Disney hotels or Orlando area hotels. That's a great tip. This is one of those times when internet browser cookies can be really advantageous. Yes, they're spying on you, but then they send you the, the news of discounts uh, when it hits. All right, so that's uh, what we think you need to know right now about staying on site at Disney World during reopening. As things change, of course, we will update things, but it's a fluid situation. Everybody knows this, and we are just doing our best to keep you appraised of what you need to know right now. 
If you have stayed on site at a Disney hotel or if there's something we need to update, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Other than that, thank you, Leslie, for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you at Animal Kingdom Jumbo House, banging on the door until they open it. Thanks, Joe.